Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intelligence, forecasts, and success strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. The excitement is brought to you by my company, Bull Realty. For asset and occupancy solutions, visit bullrealty.com or give me a call personally. Well, this show is about office tenant strategies. I think it's very interesting what's going on in the office world. You know, pe companies are more concerned with recruiting, with retention, with wellness, always been concerned about productivity, always concerned about cost. Now we have some other things to add to the, the list like culture and, and really the recruiting and wellness part I think is a big part of the industry. So we're going to talk about some tips today for office tenant strategies. So if you're a landlord or you anyway work in the commercial real estate business, uh, I think you're going to like it. We're going to talk to some office tenant reps who do a lot of business and get some tips from them. And we're going to talk to an architect about some design and some things, some mistakes uh, that you don't, that you want to avoid and some uh, tips and strategies there. And then I'll also uh, relay some ideas because I work with a lot of tenants and uh, I'll give you some ideas of my own. Well, please welcome my first guest. It's Bill Coons, and Bill Coons is president and founder of Facilitech, and he's joining us in Studio One. Bill, thanks for being with us. Sure, thank you for letting me come. Well, uh, Bill, I've, I've known you for a while because you helped us design our space uh, here at our corporate office, yeah. and we certainly get um, uh, a lot of uh, accolades for your work. Great, that's <laughs> so, <a> good. <laughs> so thanks, thanks for doing it. And uh, you know, I'd like to start out with with some ideas from you, Bill, because you help a lot of companies with their architecture, project management, procurement. You help them with the design. You help them with the process. You help them with the furniture, the move, everything. And, and you work real closely with tenant reps like me, you know, around Atlanta and really around the country now on some larger projects. So as you work with these companies, you've done it for years. You're seeing some trends. You're seeing some changes. You know, what are some things that tenants may want to avoid, like what's what's real important to them and when they're getting started in the process? Well, you, you mentioned a lot of things in your opener about mm -hmm. uh, the culture, wellness, and all those things, but, but real estate still is pretty core as it was a lot of years ago as far as the economics, you know, what, what kind of space am I looking for? How do you compare those spaces? So I think the first thing you got to do is you really got to be prepared to step away in our world from the design and help support the real estate deal by putting the economics of the deal together, putting the timeline of the deal together so you have time to make good choices, and then work as a cohesive team that's probably worked more than once together with a, a similar philosophy to what the client's trying to achieve. Right, and I think that's really key to have the right team. So you really need an office tenant rep uh, that knows what they're doing, uh, understands your needs. Also, you need a, a lawyer that understands uh, office leases and, and that sort of thing. Uh, you need an architect, and then on a, on a company like yours, you do more than just the architecture part. So tell us about the rest of the team. Well, um, my whole history has been design and real estate and all those pieces that move with that. And so through my experiences, uh, whether it was Kentucky where I started or up in the Manhattan area or here in Atlanta for the last 26 years, the dynamics are pretty similar. Um, you've really got to put a team together that can facilitate um, 
what the client is trying to achieve. So when it comes to um, the deal to start with, once they've found the space, everything's a moving piece. So if we can just bring all those pieces together on the front side, it really helps the client to understand. Right, you really want the, your team to understand your objection, your, your, your objectives, right? Right. <laughs> and what's really important to you as a company, as we were talking earlier, maybe things like maybe you eventually want to sell your business, right? Right. So you might want a space design that, that, that's set up for it. We have a client right now that's, that's positioned themselves that way for about, and the, the space they're taking is about 40,000 feet. So they want to keep their rent rate down. They want to do the minimum amount of change to the space. They want to get from point A to point B, but at the same time, they want to find a space that's going to help them bring in uh, the kind of staff that's going to make that company more valuable. So it's, it's, a, it's a moving challenge with every client. Right, and it's different. So sometimes it might be culture, right? Yeah, very much so. I mean, you know, everyone likes to talk about millennials and uh, uh, of course I'm a boomer and uh, I like to think of myself as a, a millennial in a boomer body and be kind of an open thinker, but at the same time um, you do have to compete for those that staff, whatever age group it is, and if you don't create spaces, they have so many choices today. Uh, every, you, you know, you compete for um, employees on every level and facility just as one of those pieces. Yeah, yeah, and some of the trends you're seeing, you know, you're, you're helping the, all these companies with a lot of different space designs, and we've seen a lot of push for uh, more employees per, per square footage, right, more dense office uses. What are some of the trends you're seeing related to, to that, to, to benching and, and more square footage per employee? Sure. Well, I mean, uh, we've seen uh, the denseness of space get to the point that the buildings can't support it. Uh, not enough parking, uh, the mechanicals can't support it. The building isn't physically built for the headcount that they're trying to put in some of these spaces. We've also seen that be a challenge with clients that uh, what they asked for, they got. In other words, they got a great real estate deal with high density, but they're losing some of their cultural aspects of the company that are starting to work against them. So there's a lot of ways that that can go, but um, what I would tell people is that every space needs to be um, built to support your business goals. And if that is a, um, uh, a dense space, that's one thing, but you can make it on the real estate side and give it away in the uh, productivity of your organization as well. Yeah, I think uh, more and more uh, people do not want to be crammed together real close to everybody on a, on a bench type setup or something. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of articles out there, just Google benching office or however you wanted to go about it and you'll see uh, that that's not a true success story. But I think we're, we're finding that happy place where um, that can be part of it, um, a more open environment, kind of like a student center that you would see when these young people graduate from school and then just giving them places they can go to and actually work. Uh, so there is a good trend. We're going in the right direction. We may be not there yet. We kind of swung it from one way to the other side and now we're kind of finding our middle. Yeah, and I think that's interesting to the audience to kind of see because we went to a lot of open space, right? And there's been some pushback because people are really concerned about recruiting and retention. Um, what, what kind of trends are you seeing about percentage of open versus private office spaces? Yeah, well, I'm going to, you know, we talk about that a lot, but what I would probably redirect uh, that slightly is 
creating spaces that are transparent. In other words, where people can work and they can feel free to work at a desk, they can feel free to work in the break room, they can feel free to work in a soft seating area or in a, a room that's closed. Um, but you see a lot of glass. You do, you're always gonna see that openness. Uh, acoustics is continuing to be an issue, but um, I think that's uh, the right place to go to. And then, um, as we had talked earlier, everybody doesn't have to own a desk just because of, um, they're in a full-time employee. Um, technology has given us the ability to really be productive everywhere. So are you seeing your designs with uh, less open space than you used to because of needing some of these privacy not, areas? Not necessarily less open space. Uh -huh. I mean, stations have gone smaller. Um, uh, panels have gone down or gone away. Mm -hmm. um, but what you're seeing is, is people have a place to do the kind of work they need. And if that's sit at a, um, what we'll, we'll call a, a workplace that's no more than a work surface and a chair, and they can be productive there, that's good, that's open. If they need um, confidentiality, you're probably gonna see an office that's smaller, but it's also gonna have uh, glass across the front of it, most likely, so they can have that um, ability to talk in confidence. And, uh, and But you might see somebody with no shoes on with their <laughs> one leg under, underneath their bottom with a laptop on them, and they're just killing it. So. Right, right, that's true. So. What are you seeing with furniture or when people are designing office space today and they need some private areas uh, in their office, are you seeing more people create that private areas, if you will, with furniture uh, than you used to, uh, or are they still kind of building walls? Uh, well, it's both. Um, okay. I, I think the furniture industry is trying to address those types of spaces and doing a pretty good job at it. but. Uh, in our particular case, since we're managing construction budgets and furniture budgets and all the other budgets, uh, really it's, we address it, you can address it both ways. And so furniture's doing a good job of creating some of these quiet spaces where people can work, but many times, um, you know, we've, we've created what we call phone booths or huddle rooms or um, quiet spaces. Um, Ours, we have a couple of them, we call them timeouts. We think we're funny by doing that, but. <laughs> You've been bad. You that's right. Time that's out. right. That's right. I think they're telling me something. <laughs> so, what about wellness? What's the trends there? Are more and more of uh, the tenants and off corporate users concerned about wellness? Wellness is huge. It's mm -hmm. it's just the next uh, uh, step in creating a uh, what we're all chasing, which is that perfect space. Mm -hmm. um, and, and wellness is uh, not only part of the building but it's just part of the environment, how dense you have a space, how pleasant a space it is, how much light comes into the space. I mean, wellness is a, is a big issue, and, but I think it's not just the physical wellness of people, but the mental wellness of people. And yeah. you, you even mentioned the fact that you have fresh flowers delivered every day. Mm -hmm. um, that says something to people. Mm -hmm. And we talked a little bit about messaging. Wellness and messaging, I think, are tied very closely together. Bill, you're hurting my reputation out there. Fresh flowers every day. You don't have to tell people. <laughs> Michael, you're gonna you're gonna have to man up on that. <laughs> okay, and and we'll put a link to another show we did this just about wellness. You can now get a wellness certification for your building or for your office space, and it's and it's pretty incredible. Well, what would you leave our audience with related to space or our mistakes to avoid or trends? Yeah. Well, I, I, I guess because of my um, 
lot of years of experience, um, I would tell people that if you can't see tangible value in the people you're working with, they can't prove that to you, they can't show that to you because everybody talks about value, um, then I would say be careful of the team you're hiring because um, you should be able to measure anything you're doing and what we do. So if it's the square footage you're taking, if it's the rate you're paying, it's the money you're spending on equipment, the value of that equipment, um, technology or whatever, it's all measurable. And I think if you come out feeling that you've uh, got great value, then you've probably done all you can do in this world of always chasing the shiny object. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, one thing that you guys did with me when we designed our space that I thought was very valuable to me as, as a user is you took me around and, and, we, and we looked at a lot of spaces and, and we looked at furniture that was in use at places and we ended up with these really cool pots uh, and if you're watching the video we'll, we'll show them to you but uh, you know and so when I saw them in action I'm like okay now I see now I get it because I think as an architect you have a way of, of visioning things a little better than I think the normal person, right? <laughs> you know, what's that going to look like? I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. Um, when I first got out of school, nobody saw any type of imagery. They saw something that was either plan view, two-dimensional, an elevation mm -hmm. or whatever. And it seemed to work out. Now we can actually draw the room before they ever build it. And mm -hmm. then somehow it's slightly different. So I, I do think it's important to not only get out and see um, what we think is the right answer, but to actually, if you have an opportunity to talk to somebody that has a similar answer in play already, is it working for them or is yeah. it not? So I think that's us visiting some spaces might yeah. have helped in that. Yeah, I think it did help. And, and you've shown this space before. And if you'd like to see a space that, that, that they designed, that's pretty cool. There's a t uh, television radio studio in the middle of the space. And when you're in the cafe, you can see it. and. There's a lounge and there's these open pods and there's a lot of glass and there's a lot of light um, and there's a game room and a tech room and it all kind of works together real cool and I appreciate that and uh, thanks for being with us on the show today. Absolutely. It was fun to do this space and it's always enjoyable to be here. All right. Thanks, Bill. Well, stay with us. We're going to interview some tenant reps that are very experienced, uh, very experienced and done some great deals. They're going to provide some great strategies, tips, and mistakes to avoid. Stay with us. I'm Michael Bull. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Show.